It is it is summer down here already yes. in Los Angeles. 89 degrees. Woo. And I have turned off my air conditioner for y'all. So, you're welcome. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah. That's it's yeah. It's April. It's time. Not yet. It's, there's a few more days left of Women's Month, but it feels like it's like why? It might as well just like be. what? Also, what did we get this month? Nothing. Nothing. A murder. Uh, horrible men. The usual. The same. And then we just got more. We just entered the same like as like with Black Lives Matter and Gay Pride, where we just got like performance. The performative. Yeah, the Stuff by brands. Right, we care about you for this month and this like, month did only. Did you see the Hershey's bar with the S H E highlighted? So it was a like Hershey. Oh, that's dumb. And I was like, that's so stupid. Also, <laughs> how dare you put like target your chocolate towards women? Like because we already stereotypical want of you. Oh well. And then today I was listening to Morbid when I went to go pick you up. And they were talking about... Remember when I did the cursed movie sets? And I mm-hmm. talked about the poltergeist and I said that one of the actresses was killed by her boyfriend? hmm They did that case. And it is oh. so fucked up. Like, really? Like, the whole... The trial? I have never seen a worse handled trial. Like, everyone should go listen to Morbid. It's, like, Dominique Dunn, I believe is her name. And it's... It's so bad. And what I was so fuck? mad at the whole situation. Yeah, am I going to be mad this episode? I that I honestly am like I don't know. Is what I'm saying. Like I it, it's not like Sus. that's the thing. Like I was like okay. Um yeah, cuz Ella still doesn't know what episode. Yeah, no, she has not told me. And I haven't even told Josh either. She's so. hinted that it's a big whammy, but that's not about it. Not a big it. whammy. I just said it was a big name. <laughs> Or sh- I, th- I think it's a big name. So. Sus. Do you want me to tell you? We'll get into it. Are we doing more Do intro? we have any... I've done By zero the way, things. this podcast is called Nope, I'm Scared. Oh, yeah. I'm Alexa. I'm Ella. Um, we did it. We remember. We did it, yeah. We were going to start with a song because we were humming a song. It was like talking about spooky, 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 and spooky. We just sound like the Gibbs brothers, or we just sound like Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake being the Gibbs brothers. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> on right. SNL. It was like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so that was what we were doing. <laughs> Because um, this is how we live our lives now. This is a normal yeah, day. Plus, we've been watching Nailed It, so we're all kinds of goofy. Yeah. Um, so that's the zone you get us in right now. Mm-hmm. Excellente. All right, so am I telling you? Or do you have news? Because I've done zero things, so I have nothing. I've also done zero things. I've just been watching TV. We live really exciting lives. I'm so, okay, well, I don't... You know, we went to, I went Both out Both of us have gotten our first shot of the vaccine. Yay! Yay! Round of applause. Snap. And Josh just got his lick three hours ago. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, my arm hurt real bad, but everyone should still go get your vaccine. Get it. Do it. I mean, as a woman, I think I would prefer to have a chip in me if we're going to be honest about it. Then maybe they'd find my body. Exactly. Think so, <laughs> you know, like if they want to microchip me like a dog, at least I'll get found. I don't have anything to hide. Yeah. Like, 
The same well, thing. Like, you're when all everyone, just gonna see me at home every day. I know. Like when everyone was talking about covering their cameras because the FBI agents, I was like, I don't do shit. Also, I'm not on my computer all that much with cameras on. So, right. And, and we're I have talking about your search history, and it's like oh. I don't do anything. Even for this podcast, I don't. I'm looking. I spent a good amount of time looking up murder victims yesterday. Yeah, occasionally but, we have the weird searches, but they're you know justifiable. Yeah, and I mean, if they looked really hard into me, they'd find that we owned a podcast and that we yeah. talk about these things, and they'd Base probably level. be like, all right, cool. Because it's not like, you know, I'm going to Colorado and shooting up a, oh, a shopping giraffe. cart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, went, you went beautiful, and I went dark. <laughs> it's usually the opposite. I know. <laughs> we were talking the other day about which one of us is the violent one. It's Ella. It's definitely me. Because she's, like, the, the, like, what is the word? Impulsive. You're the impulsive violent person, <laughs> and I'm, like, the calculated serial killer. Where I'm, like, if I want to hurt you, I'm gonna do it when I, like, the best way possible. And I will impulsively shove someone off a bridge. That's very rude. <laughs> Depends on the person, but you know, if it's the right circumstance. But like, if you walked by Trump and like, I was just not saying, elbows him, Mr. FBI agent, Secret Service person, I'm completely joking, <laughs> and I probably do not have the strength in my arms to push that man off anything. <laughs> but if you were to push hypothetically the former ex um, businessman um, off of a bridge. Like, that would rob the world of seeing his death. And also, like, he should get, you know, he should have to go into jail and uh, see him without his hair and makeup and tans. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a better punishment. And it hurts him more. Right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, you're the impulsive person. I'm like, but, like, let's give him the proper punishment. But, like, where on the scale of mean? Who's more mean? I feel like it would also probably be me. It depends. You always say I'm mean, and Mom definitely thinks I'm the mean sibling because I say no all the time. Eh, not important. Anyway. (laughs) Right, let's get into this. To round out Women's Month, we will be talking about Eileen Warnos. I know that name. You do know this name. I know that name. She is a female serial killer for you person who's forgotten and for audiences who might not know it she was featured in ahs season five hotel she was there for devil's night oh my god yes (laughs) i was like i really wonder if i'm gonna say this name and ella's gonna be like what yeah (laughs) i should have gotten that sooner i just feel like i haven't heard a bunch of People talk about her. People tend to not really talk about female murderers as much. And, like, I was... When I was researching, I was hearing names, and I was like, well, this sounds familiar, but I couldn't remember if Morbid had done... had done them. Yeah, I guess they haven't. Maybe... I just don't even... I feel like I've heard nobody say talk. I don't think I've heard any podcast of mine say it, so I just don't know why someone's name was familiar. But... So yeah, we're going to talk about Eileen for a bit. I'm going to shove it all into one episode because I don't really feel like I have enough to split it into two. 
Um, it just might be a longer episode. Let's do also, it. Also, you all need to know, it gets bad real fast. Like, Yay. like it's, it's, she, she did not have a good foundation. As most serial killers to stand on. do. So, like, you should know it's gonna get graphic and it's gonna be bad. Okay? Warning. Right now. Yeah. And I feel like you guys know what type of warning I'm talking about. Well, and it's that's pretty consistent throughout a lot of these cases. Yeah, so. like Josh would ask me, like he's like, "You guys cuss in every episode, so why aren't you telling me telling them every episode is explicit?" I'm like, "Because I don't view cussing as explicit. I yeah. subject matter. Subject, it's matter, subject is, matter. So that's why." I was like, that's why we did Wendigos was explicit because cannibalism. It just happened that that was our first episode. Mm-hmm. So subject matter, not cussing because I can't even tell you that I'm not going to cuss. <laughs> I cannot promise that. No. Okay. So Eileen was born in Rochester, Michigan, February 29th, 1956. And she grew up in a town a little south of there called Troy. Troy, Michigan. Yeah. Okay. So, her mom was um, was sixteen when she had Eileen, and had been um, was recently like two months before Eileen was born. She divorced um, Eileen's. What am I saying? Eileen's dad. Jesus words. um, (laughs) After two years, so they got married when she was fourteen and he was sixteen. What the. Fuck? Like, I don't know. That's already problems. What? Which means, and I believe her brother was... How is that even legal? So she had her her brother at 15, and then had Eileen at 16. And then they got divorced. Okay. Like, All already right. not great. So she has a brother that's one year older than her? Yes. Okay. What year are we in? Uh, 56. Okay. Spaced out. Forgot. Yes. Um, so when Eileen was born, her father was already incarcerated. But that says a lot. I was finding both mental hospital or prison. So, like, they were both used in various, like, some would say this, some would say that. Yeah, neither Be- are good situations. No. Because um, he had schizophrenia and also sex crimes against children. Lovely. Like, especially considering the fact that when Eileen was born, he's only 18. So it can't, like, and he was also with, he got married to a 14-year-old and, like, we're still having problems. Sketch. So sketch. What is wrong? Is there any way that he could have passed his schizophrenia on to Eileen? Um, Did they check for that or? Uh, I will get down to stuff later. Right on. Okay. Um, okay. So continuing on to this horrible, horrible path. So she never yep. met her dad, by the way. Also. Oh okay. Um. You know, I think I fr- was moving things around to bring this in later because I was like trying to keep it in time but I must have skipped it out anyway when Eileen was 13 her dad killed himself and so she never met him and also he died violently by his own hand when she was in her early teens so none of it's good trauma all of it's bad yeah 
Just the little I'm sparkles. I'm about to get worse, okay? When Eileen was four, her mom abandoned both Eileen and her brother and just dropped them off at her parents' house to raise them. What? But they were both terrible alcoholics, and the grandfather was really badly violent. Oh, this poor girl. Like, these kids, man. Like, they... No, never. What is her brother's name? Um, or do we not know? I did know, I just didn't write it down. Well, I can answer that question later. Yeah. I think I wrote... No, I didn't. I think I even just changed it to her brother, because I was like, the story's not about him. <laughs> um, Woman's month. Okay, so both Eileen and her brother believed that their grandparents were their actual biological parents until she was 11, and they learned that that was not the case. What? Because they were probably, when they got dropped off, it was too young for them to really remember their mom. Mm-hmm. And so they grew up thinking, this is my mom and my dad, and then they figured it out later. Don't know how, doesn't say, but they did. Maybe they realized age. Maybe? Um, what the fuck? Okay. She, Eileen would later admit that her grandfather was sexually abusing her. Um, and before doing so, would force her to strip out of her clothes. That's awful. And it doesn't really say when this started, but she's only with them from the time that she's, like, four to fifteen? Mm-hmm. So. Not good. No. So no. Yeah. And if he's an alcoholic. Especially thinking that this was your dad. Like, yeah, like it makes it worse. It's still horrible that it's your grandpa. In my brain, maybe it's worse. Don't know. Um, but bad. But bad. All bad. All nope. bad. Mm-hmm. She also admits later in life that she was being sexual with her brother at the same time. What? Right. What? I was like, me, me researching was like, um, what? 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 It's just one thing after the other, yeah, man. Yeah, this, this poor girl, I feel like, never understood what sex was really supposed to be like. Yeah. Especially because this started from, you know, such a young age. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that line was always blurred for her. Because by the time she was 11, she's already trading sexual acts in order to get cigarettes, drugs, and food. Oh! Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And at 14, she got pregnant, and it's kind of a question mark, because it's either be being raped by her grandfather or an accomplice of him, but nobody really knows. And considering all the stuff she was doing, there's really no way to know. No one knows. It could be her brother. It could be someone that she got cigarettes from. Right. But regardless, it was because she was raped. Mm-hmm. Because she was 14. Mm-hmm. A child. You should not be having children at 14. That is not safe. No. Well, I mean, her mom had a child at 15. Like, no. Also not safe. Like, 50 is what is happening. Mm-hmm. Y'all say you're so high and mighty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, yeah. Did she have this baby, or...? Um... Yeah, she gave birth to her son um, in an unwed mother's home in March of 1971. Because that's a thing. Yeah, you know. Because you can be shamed for having babies out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
March of 1971. So, you know, when mom was being born. When my mother was being birthed. And your yeah. mother. Mm-hmm. Our mother. <laughs> we have the same mother. <laughs> um, and then a few months later, she dropped out of school. Right. Okay. Let's put I'm... in this... When she's four, she gets abandoned by her mother. Mm-hmm. And sexually abused by her grandfather. And, and her brother. Again, something with her brother. And when she's... An alcoholic people. Yeah. I'm raising her. And when 11. she's 11, she <laughs> finds out that those aren't her parents. And she starts selling um, sex acts for things, things she wants. And necessities, it seems like. And then 13 was when her dad, dad died. killed himself. Mm-hmm. Um... 14, 14 pregnant. Yeah, 14 pregnant. 15 had her kid. Maybe still 14. Don't know. Yeah, we don't know how to Well, actually, she probably would have been 15 <laughs> we because don't know it was how March. Works. It was March when she gave birth. So. Yeah, 15. 15. So same as her mom, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. And about the same time she dropped out of school, her grandmother died of liver failure. And then her probably grandfather kicked her out. Jesus Christ! I told you, I was like, it gets bad almost immediately. From before she's even born. It's yeah, because, bad. like, yeah, because her parents were so young and Shitty. her dad just was definitely, I mean, a, sex crimes is a whole different issue. Kind of thing, like, that's already bad. But, like, he was not in the best mindset to be having children either. No. And for sure in the 50s, they were not managing mental health the same way. Oh, hell no. Mental so, health doesn't exist in the 50s. Like, we're still dealing with things now, and there's still a huge stigma around it now. So mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how it would have been then. And so they just never gave... They never gave her a fighting chance. Yeah, no. They set her up for failure. Yeah. So because she got kicked out, she ended up becoming a sex worker living in the woods by the house. What? That's all she knows how to do. Living in the woods. No, yeah, that's a problem. But, um... I don't, also, I'm not entirely sure how long she stayed there because she was really kind of a drifter. I think that she did, like, the whole... Um, like, she hitchhiked, so I'm feeling like she, like, picked up John's and then they, like, took her other place... Like, took her to other destinations. Yeah, Because she probably. ended up all over, like... The middle of the country. That makes sense. It sucks, but it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so then we're in 1974. Eileen is 18 now. She was arrested in Jefferson County, Colorado for a DUI, disorderly contact, and for shooting a gun out- from outside of a moving car. I really want to know what was happening. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> Intrigued because I feel like it's a lot of the whole like driving along and just all I want to do is <laughs> and she was just having a laugh, just acting on her impulse because I, I really feel like she never like got there, you know. I mean, she never learned anything about I, how to survive. I really well, I don't even think she learned really how to survive. I just think I think she learned how to get things she wanted from men. 
because yeah. I really think that's all that she was taught mm-hmm. her power into. Yeah. And, like, I th- and I know that she didn't have a good relationship with her grandma because her grandma, like, knew about the abuse and didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So... Everyone in her family seems fairly shitty. I don't know a ton about her brother, um, but, like, it's, like, it's just... It's not good. No one was looking out for this girl. Mm-hmm. No one was taking care of her. It's definitely something that I wonder about, like, nature versus nurture kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like, what would have happened had she had, like, even one less thing going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, she, if she had the whole same thing, but she had a grandmother who cared about her, like, yeah, what would that, that have done? She probably would not have ended up like that. That was bad. I mean... Okay. Yeah. Um... So yeah, we she also so she was arrested from one um, awful situation to another. But she would fail to appear in court for that. She just didn't go. Makes sense, I suppose. Um, in 1976, Eileen hitchhiked to Florida, where she met 69-year-old yacht club president Louis Grotz Fell. Louis Grotz Fell. Um, they got married really fast. He had money. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, I don't know, like, I feel like, because, like, Eileen, like, images. Yeah, I'm looking at her, too. Like, that's what I'm saying, like, I don't know how she looked when she was younger. I know, I'm trying to find pictures. Like, here's her when she's a baby. Wait, no, this is her. That's her friend, I know I saw that. Because, um, like, I really wonder, I'm like, was she, like, really pretty? Because every picture I've seen of her is, like, you know, the typical picture mm-hmm. where she's got frizzy hair and a really big f- forehead. Yeah, and she's missing some teeth. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So I don't really know what the draw would have been for mm-hmm. the guy, except that she's 20. Maybe. Uh, you know. And like, she'll do things for him? I don't know. I guess. So, okay. Um, so they married very quickly and made a point to announce their n- nuptials. I mean, She's fine. Yeah. She's fine. I mean, if you want... I didn't really put this in there, but um, Charlize Theron does play her in a movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know that they could make Charlize look not as pretty as she always is, but there's a reason they picked Charlize for that. Aside mm-hmm. from her being a fantastic actress. Well, I mean, you also have to consider the beauty standards of that time period, too. In the 70s, yeah, it was a much more, like, natural, no makeup kind of thing. Just kind of skinny. Skinny and straight hair. Mm-hmm. Everything was straight. <laughs> um, Except for your sexuality. There's a lot of gay in the 70s. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so they got married very quickly and they made a point to announce their nuptials and have them printed in the local newspaper society pages. Like, I really wonder if that was something Eileen wanted or to show that she was doing better because I don't know why he would care to say that he was getting married again or whatever. Yeah, he's got money and status. I don't know why he would want to. Yeah. Um, However, Eileen continually was involved... Involving herself in confrontations um, at a local bar. She went to jail briefly for assault. I believe she, like, threw a bottle at somebody or beat somebody with a bottle. Um, she also would hit her husband with his own cane. Um, oh, shit. 
leading him to get a restraining order against her within weeks of their marriage. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, See, this is what we mean when we say that abuse goes both ways. Um, yeah. Yes. We, we know we do it. Mm-hmm. But, like, notice how he's still alive to get a restraining order? Did the restraining order work? Well, she went back to Michigan. I really feel like she... I don't know that it was because of the restraining order. I just think that she was done being in Florida. Yeah, she's like, it's hot and muggy. She just, she just decided to go back to Michigan. Um, and so in Ju- July 14th, 1976, she was arrested in Antrim County and charged with assault and disturbing the peace for throwing a cue ball at a bartender's head. She just likes chugging things at people, doesn't she? She has, a, like, I'll talk about it later because there's people that interviewed her afterwards, um, but she definitely has an issue with, like, anger. Yeah. I mean, um, I throw things at people, but it's mainly pillows. Yeah. <laughs> So three days after the whole cue ball incident, her brother died of esophageal cancer and left Wait, her Wait, he's still young, too. I'm thinking maybe he was also an alcoholic or a smoker. Smoker. Mm-hmm. So, because that's your throat. Yeah. Um, but he left her $10,000 from a life insurance policy. Oh, shit. And then four what? days after that, her husband annulled their marriage after only nine weeks. Like, I don't know. I think that they still lasted longer than Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys. But, nine weeks. That's wild to me. Okay. Like, what? How do you get married for that short of a time? Were Ross and Rachel married longer than nine weeks? I believe so, yeah. (laughs) The whole thing. Oh my god. The whole fucking thing. Like, This is a mess. It's... Like, her life is crazy. I was researching, and I was just going, like, um, okay. (laughs) Okay. Oh. Like, especially right here, where it was, like, July 14th. uh, Arrested for throwing cue ball. Three days later, brother dies of cancer. uh, Give you (laughs) $10,000. Also, guess what? You're not married anymore four days later. Like, what is this? Like, within the summer, you've gotten married... Um, gotten arrested, had a brother die, gotten rich, and divorced (laughs) within the span of the summer. Like, what? Yeah, within the span of just a couple weeks, too. That's wild. So in August, um, she got another fine for a DUI, um, which was $105. Imagine that. Like, I don't know how much they are now, because I do not drink or drive. I definitely don't drink and drive. I don't really drive very much, just to pick up Ella. (laughs) That's fair. Um, But she used the money she got from her brother to pay for it, and then blew the rest of it within two months. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Among many luxuries, she bought a brand new car, and then completely wrecked it right afterwards. I mean... That hurts. I want to know what car. I know. Like, are we sad over a Buick? Because then <laughs> I think it's okay. <laughs> I don't know what... We're no longer crying over sad Buicks. <laughs> no, Buicks are just starting to, like, look pretty again, you know? 
I just, and it's hard for me because, like, everyone who talks about Buicks, it's like, I only remember Grandpa Eddie's Buick, which was huge and red and velvet. Ugh. And I was just like, this is hot. <laughs> I'm hot in here. I don't like it's it. It's an oven. Remember when we used to make all cars with ashtrays? That was crazy. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no more car. <laughs> Uh, May 20th, 1981, she's arrested again in Edgewater, Florida for armed robbery of a convenience store where she steals $35 and two packs of cigarettes. Oh. What? Okay. <laughs> this is what a life, right? <laughs> she's just getting arrested left and right for and like... she's just not... Like, when she did go to jail, right? I said that. She went to jail for assault briefly. Briefly, and then her brother died. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, it doesn't give me a time of when she went to jail. Like, I feel like it was very minimal. Oh, yeah. I feel like she's been arrested so much and just not gone. Yeah. Like, how did, like, she got arrested and didn't go to court. Like, she should have a warrant out for that. Mm -hmm. So, what And she just keeps getting arrested and they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. Weren't they also dealing with Ted Bundy during this time, too? Um. Because I feel like they would have bigger issues. Then a little woman Yeah, going then nuts. Also, it's a woman. Yeah, and I mean, that's like the one thing about the patriarchy that works is they don't take our crime seriously. Mm-hmm. Both, like, when it happens to us and when we do it. Yeah. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So she would go to jail. She was sentenced to prison on May 4th, 1982, but was released um, a year later. What? <laughs> on June 30th, 1983. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and then May 1st, 1984, she's arrested for trying to cash a bad check at a bank in Key West. <laughs> she's just sticking around Florida for the most part, it seems. It seems like she spends a lot of time in Florida. November 30th, 1985. Wait, so she's like a full-on adult now, yeah? Yes. Okay. Well, she was 18 in 74. Mm-hmm. So now it's 85, so she's like... 20? 20, 35? No, not 35. What am like I talking 30 about? Like 30 She's like 30, yeah. Um, November 30th, 1985, she's named a suspect in theft of a revolver and extra ammo in Pasco County. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you her whole rap sheet right now. I'm not done. I mean, she's got a lot of things on that rap sheet. January 4th, 1986, she's arrested again in Miami and charged with car theft, resisting arrest, and obstruction of justice for giving a fake ID with her aunt's name on it. Didn't know she had an aunt. Where the Um, fuck was the aunt during her childhood? I don't know. Um, So I'm feeling like she stole the car and then, like, gave a fake ID when they pulled her over and then, like, tried to fight the police. (laughs) And that's why they gave her resisting arrest. (laughs) Uh, probably. Um, Miami police found a thirty-eight caliber revolver and a box of ammunition in the stolen car, which ties back to yeah, the other the one. Other suspect <laughs> case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, June second, nineteen eighty-six. We're in Volusia County. The deputy sheriff's detained him for a questioning after a male companion accused her of pulling a gun in his car and demanding two hundred dollars. Um, oh, okay. she was seen, she was found carrying extra ammunition and police discovered a 22 under the passenger seat that she'd been sitting in. 
How is she getting all these fucking guns? She's stealing them. <laughs> oh, so why are you only asking for $200? Right? Ask for a lot more. Damn. Yeah. Um, so now around this time, Eileen meets a woman by the name of Tyria Moore, a hotel maid at a Daytona Beach lesbian bar. Nice. I know. I was like, we're gonna, she's gonna like a part of this case. Same. She'd be my friend. Yep. Um, you will hold, hold your opinion of her until later. Okay? I mean, she wouldn't be my friend if she murders people, but like. I mean. Yeah. Let's just let's just keep going. Yeah, they moved in together um, with Eileen supporting them through sex work, um, and then July fourth, nineteen eighty seven, they were both ar- arrested or detained um, at a bar for questioning regarding an incident in which they were accused of assault and battery with a beer bottle. So she found one like herself. She found lesbian partner in crime. Is she? She was just working at a lesbian. Uh, she was a hotel maid, and they found her at a bar, at a lesbian bar. So they so met at a lesbian bar. So one could assume she has bi wife energy. Bi wife energy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. Partners um, in crime. Not good crime, just partners in crime. Yes. Um, March 12, 1988, Eileen accused a Daytona Beach bus driver of assault. And she claimed that he pushed her off the bus following a confrontation and listed Tyria as a witness to the incident. She's a Karen. I just, I, like, I just feel like she blows things out of proportion. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the way that she experiences reality is not what is actually seen by everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is when we get into the big situation, which is that Eileen kills seven men within a year. (laughs) Yeah. I feel kind of bad for laughing at that. I mean, that's kind of how I feel like this whole thing, where I was just like, but like, I get it. I know. (laughs) Like, I don't know, I feel like we're, we're the people who laugh at uncomfortable situations, so oftentimes when we're laughing at things and, like, you hear me going, right? It's just us going, this shit's fucking crazy. Right, this shit's whack. Like, what is happening? And I mean, I can't say I don't get it because men have been a constant peril in her life. Like, I'm going to talk about that later because I really do feel like like that's the biggest, that's the biggest cause of things. Because, like, from day zero... Uh-huh. And we'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Okay, so um, the first victim was Richard Charles Mallory. He was 51, um, and he was murdered November 30th, 1989. He was an electronics store owner in Clearwater, um, and he was actually a convicted rapist from 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, from 20 years ago. I can't say I feel bad about that one. Um, who she claimed to have killed in self-defense. Um, that one could be valid. Eileen claimed that she was sodomized and brutally beaten after being driven to an abandoned area for sexual requests. Um, two days later, um, the Volusia County Deputy Sheriff would find his abandoned car, and then on December 13th, his body was found several miles away from the car in a wooded area under pieces of a rug. That's suspicious. Yeah, he'd been shot several times, 
and two bullets in the left lung were found to be the cause of his death. See, like, here's where I always... I kind of hope it sucked for him. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, part of the problem is, like, finding information on the victims were, like, really hard, and most of them were said to be very nice, agreeable men. But, like, when I was doing that, I was, we like, know I was what... like, but I also know how men are. Yeah. Especially... Put on a really good outward face. Especially in the late 80s and 90s. Like, and just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so means like, nothing. Actually, it makes me more suspicious of them. If they're, like, if people call them nice men, I'm immediately more suspicious. So, like, I don't you want hiding? to be speaking bad of them because they're not the bad... They're not the murderers here. I just, I'm a little on... With the exception of this guy, who was Not a murderer, a rapist. Yeah, that doesn't make it much better. No, and that's why I feel like when I researched her case, I was, like, a little bit like... But, like, regardless, even if you... Murder is not okay. Murder is not okay. We do not kill men for being trash. We do not eat people. We do not kill men. We do make fun of them, but we don't kill them. And if you do happen to have to kill someone in self-defense, go to the police. Yes. Because it'll be so much worse... If they find all this out later. And you try and hide it. And then now your defense mech is questioned because you hid all the evidence. Yep. So, no. Yeah. Still bad. No murder. But you're a weird, weird case for me. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so the next one was David Andrew Spears. He was 47. He was a construction worker in Winter Garden and was declared missing as of May 19th, 1990. On June 1st, 1990, his naked body was found along Route 19 in Florida in Citrus County. He'd been shot six times with a 22, um, and people said that he was an honest, good person and was, in fact, ensuring his ex-wife was still financially secure. So, like, he does seem like he was probably just a good guy. How did, did they, was she a suspect in any of these before? I mean, with the exception of the first one. No, I don't think so. Okay, so it was once they caught her for something, they connected I will get there. Okay. Okay, so the next one is Charles Edmund Carcadden. Carscadden. Carscadden. Yeah. Carscadden. He was 40, and he died on May 31st, 1990. He was a part-time rodeo worker on June 6th. His body was found in Pasco County. He had been shot nine times with a twenty caliber weapon, all of which were in reasons, regions that could cause death. Um, and so the body, like, they couldn't figure out what actually killed him because they were like, all yeah. of this stuff would have killed that him. That seems violent and excessive. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, nine times. like, the first guy only had two shots in, the, like, his chest. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. The next one was six. This is nine. So, they, like, yeah, they're they not... Yeah, they get progressively more excessive and out of hand. Like, yeah, like, this doesn't... Like, self-defense, I wouldn't imagine it to be nine shots. Unless mm-hmm. they're charging at you. And you're just firing yeah. into the wind. Um, I have a theory, but I'll wait for so after. So, the body had been wrapped in elect- in, a- in an electric blanket and was so badly decomposed when they found it. Um, 
So Whitney, this is why I always get suspicious when I see people carrying blankets. I'm like, I have like four blankets in my car. No, I'm talking about like the big thick rugs oh. that when they're rolled up and they're carrying them over their shoulders. I mean, you can usually tell when one of them has a body in it. It's like oddly shaped and they're struggling to carry it. I mean, sometimes but I, you know. see like the floor rugs and they're massive. Um, so witnesses saw Eileen in possession of this guy's car, and she had also pawned a gun identified as belonging to him. That's not suspicious at all. No, not at all. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be suspicious. suspicious. <laughs> she could have She could have gone with this. She could have gone to be a bit more not suspicious. <laughs> yeah, it seems like she's kind of choosing the obvious ones, but we can... Yeah, um, Peter Abraham Seams was 65, a retired merchant seaman. Um, he was said to be a very good person, easygoing, and also very religious as well. Interesting to me, since most of these men were dealing with her with sexual work. Yeah, it didn't really seem like she had one particular type of target, except for that they were all in for... The sexual, whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, she's a sex worker, so the way it's laid out is that all of these men had picked her up mm-hmm. for something or another. Because it's not like men ever do that to women. Um, yeah, so in June 1990, Seems left Jupiter, Florida for Arkansas. On July 4th, 1990, his car was found in Orange Springs, Florida, um, and both Tyria and Eileen were seen abandoning the car, um, and Eileen's palm print was found on the interior door handle. And he's the only body that's never been found. Right. So I this do, is the one they actually kind of caught them doing, except for there's no body. I do want to say about Florida is you guys have Florida. a shit ton of empty goddamn wetland area. And I mm-hmm. know you have fucking gators. They can probably so, just eat the bodies and you'll never know. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that might be, like, because that's what she did for this one. But I don't know why we didn't do that with all of them. Like, I've been to Florida like where this area was once when I went to Disney World one time. Um, and I remember driving there with my friends and we just stared at like the side of the highways going like, how many missing bodies do you think are in there? <laughs> because that's me and my friends. The real so, questions. like, I don't know how more bodies were not found. I Maybe know. there were. I wonder if they do like routine combs through the marshes or if they're like, yeah, we're never going to know. I highly doubt that Florida's organizing anything about body searching. Again, I repeat, it's Florida. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Um, Troy Eugene Bures was 50. He was a sausage salesman from Ocala. <laughs> um, he was very well liked and said to be hardworking and was respected, was a respected member of his community. On July 31st, 1990, he was reported missing, and then on August 4th, 1990, his body was found in a wooded area along State Road 19 in Marion County, and he'd been shot twice. Yeah, that one seems a little less... Like, the ones that seem... I don't know. It's very strange, because, like, 
the ones that are lower shot numbers seem maybe like, like it was true. Mm-hmm. Self-defense? I don't know. Um, so this is uh, Charles Richard Dick Humphreys, 56, September 11th, 1990. He was a retired U.S. Air Force major, a former state child abuse investigator, and a former chief of police. Like, wow. Huh. We just picked a real bad one. Yeah. Like, if you're ever going to kill somebody, it's not this guy. Yeah, make sure it's not an important person. Like, this is a guy that has, Everyone's important. has like, three different forms of blue lives that will come to look for his justice because he's a police person. Yeah. Like, we've got military major, an investigator, and a police chief. Like, Importante. all of it bad. This was not the one. Yeah. Um, it's always something. Yeah. People regarded him as a family man and a well-respected man at work. Um, on September 12th, 1990, his body was found in Marion County. He was fully clothed and had been shot six times in the head and torso. His car was found in Suwannee County. How do they connect that one back to her? Um... Yeah. The last one is Walter Geno Antonio, who was 62. He was a trucker, a security guard, and a police reservist. On November 19th, 1990... What is a police reservist? I think it's like, you know how we have the reserves for military, where like they went through all the training, and they get called in if they need to? Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like that. Okay, that makes sense. Like, um, like the fire Minutemen kind of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so November 19th, 1990, Antonia's nearly naked body was found near a remote logging road in Dixie County. He'd been shot four times, and five days later, his car was found in Brevard County. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um... July 4th, 1990, Eileen and Tyria get in an accident in Peter's car. Peter was the one with the body that we never found. Right. Um, And then they abandoned the car after the accident. Um, Okay. When cops got there and saw the car, they realized that it was Peter's car. Mm -hmm. And witnesses who saw the girls driving it gave both names and descriptions of them. (laughs) You're fucked. Um... Which, this led to mass media coverage to find them, and then police were able to find some of Peter's things in a pawn shop with fingerprints on them that matched... The descriptions and names. That matched Eileen, and they also found palm prints on the car, which also matched Eileen. And because she had a criminal record, they found her fingerprints in the system. It seems like a lot of these are more passion crimes than they were pre... Like, they were premeditated, but not very well thought out. I don't really, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you can't really, char- like, I feel like first degree murder is like, like a long plan. It wasn't like, in two minutes I was deciding that I was killing you. Yeah. Like, it's more like a couple days. Mm-hmm. And the specific person. I mean, it's like, she planned them obviously, but didn't think them out. Mm-hmm. But that could just be because... She didn't have a good upbringing and didn't think things out. Just through that. Yeah. 
So on January 9, 1991, Eileen was arrested on an outstanding warrant at the Last Resort, which is a biker bar in Port Orange, Florida. Um, it took a little longer to find Tyria because she was in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Damn. Hashtag office. Now, Tyria, when she was caught, made a deal and agreed to get a confession from Eileen in exchange for her immunity from prosecution. Damn. She sold her out. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all were supposed to be buddies, too. You guys were supposed to be the gay Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. What happened? Go out together. Mm-hmm. So Tyree returned with the police to Florida where she was put up in a motel and under police guidance she made numerous phone calls to Eileen in jail um, pleading for her help in clearing her name. Three days later, on January 16th, 1991, Eileen confessed to the murders. She claimed that the men had tried to rape her and that she killed them in self-defense. All of them. Like, I understand that there's... Johns who get bad, but it seems yeah, yeah, very yeah. strange that like all of these men were in succession bad. this quickly. Yeah, within a year, like you had these many that just were bad, and then you had to like off them. So and I don't again, know. the number of shots says a bit too. Yeah, like I can believe the ones with less shots, but yeah. also why did she like try to hide the bodies and everything and. Yeah. I don't know. It's all it's all very like hmm? <laughs> sorry. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So on January fourteenth, nineteen ninety two is when the trial starts for Richard Mallory, the first guy. Mm-hmm. Um, although and like so this is something that the prosecution did. Like normally you're not able to bring up past like you can't bring up your rap sheet in court because it could mess with um the jury's sentencing mm-hmm. or deliberation, but they brought it in to set up a pattern of like, re- like, um, abusive behavior because yeah. all of her stuff was like, a resisting arrest, hitting people with cue mm-hmm. balls, and Fighting beating people shit. up with canes, you know. Um, and they also just wanted it to show a pattern of illegal activity. Um, so he was the only murder that she originally confessed to before Tyria's intervention, saying that she had killed him in self-defense. Mm-hmm. So she was already like, I did kill him because he was going to kill me. Yeah. Um, on January 27th, 1992, Eileen was convicted of Mallory's murder with help from Tyria's testimony. Like, mm-hmm. not only did she, like, get the confession, she went on trial and... Gave a testimony to. Damn. Yeah. At I her, know where your loyalties lie. Yeah, she's just looking out for herself. Um, at Eileen's sentencing, psychiatrists for the de- defense testified that Eileen was mentally unstable and had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder. But no matter what, four days later, she was sentenced to death. Oh shit. Yeah. So like they did say like. She's not well. Um, Did they connect the schizophrenia back to her dad, too? No, I, they didn't ever say anything about schizophrenia, but, like, she does, like, have things that I'm still gonna get to later. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely seems a little bit like BPD, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, March 31st, 1992, Eileen pleads no contest, which means, like, guilty, mm-hmm. to the murders of Chris Humphreys, Troy Burress, and David Spears, saying that she, quote, wanted to get right with God. Um, and How would that help at like, all? Like, you're at least not lying, I guess. What? I, you know, the whole thing of the sins stuff is... Is a definitely different conversation to have than right now. Yeah. Because I have very different thinking than many Christians because I'm my own breed of Christian. Yeah. Um, anyway, in her, in her statement to the court, she said, um, I wanted to confess to you that Richard Mallory did violently rape me, as I've told you, but these others did not. They only began to start to. Mm-hmm. Um, so still self-defense. That makes sense. The problem is, is that I can see this all happening realistically. Yeah. But I can also see her her blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. As she has done in the past. Yeah. So on May 15th, 1992, she's given three more death sentences for each of the men. So now she They're has four. They're really fucking hard on this lady. Yeah. Because, you know, she killed men. You know. Can't have that. I know. I know how the patriarchy Especially works. since, like, the case I was talking about that Morbid covered, they gave him vile... What was it? What was it called? Um, voluntary manslaughter. Which means he only got six and a half years. And got out in three years because he was able to use some of time served. So, what? if you want to talk about the difference, he... What? You know, violently strangled her to death and got three years on top of a lot of other bullshit. And she has killed men, but she's gotten a death sentence for, for each, each one. one of them. So, and we're only on four so far. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, so, um, this is when her defense team, um, obtains records from the institution, um, that Mallory was committed to Mm -hmm. from 1958 to 1962, showing that he had received treatment and observation resulting from criminal charge of assault with intent to rape of several... Um, and he had been there for overall eight years in the facility. Damn. So, um, in 1961, this is all from there. It was that from this place he had been in, they said it was observed of Mallory that he possessed strong sociopathic trends. Um, and so they, her defense was trying to state that Charles Mallory had indeed tried to rape Eileen or did, which led to her killing him. And they tried to say that had it not been for him at the beginning, Eileen would never have gone on to kill the other men. That is a valid point from her defense team. Um, I think it's them doing their job. I don't think one man being bad would have either caused or not caused this whole situation. Yeah, but her defense team is... Trying to do their job. Yeah. But the judge um, refused to allow it to be admitted because in the 20 years since then, 
Mallory had no new crimes or repeated offense. So they that de- you know of. So they denied Eileen's request for a retrial of that case. I mean, it wouldn't have done anything since she already has three more death sentences on her, but. Mm-hmm. So, um, in February 1993, she pled guilty to the murder of Antonio and was sentenced to death again. Jesus Christ. No charges were brought against her for Peter Seams because they could never find a body. But she got a death sentence for each other case. So she has six death sentences. What the? What? Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. Double standards. Yeah. Um, she didn't entirely help herself, though, because she gave very inconsistent stories about the mm-hmm. killings, no matter each, each time that she said anything. Yeah. So, she initially claimed that all seven men had raped her while she was working as a sex worker, but then later would recant the claims of self-defense, citing that she wanted money and had a desire to leave no witnesses as a, the reason for murdering them. Ooh. Doesn't make what? sense to me. No. She, what? Okay. Um, her appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court was denied in 1996. In 2001, petition to the Florida Supreme Court, she stated that her intention to dismiss her legal counsel and terminate all pending appeals. She said, I killed those men, which is something she wrote down later. Um, she robbed them... As cold as ice, and I'd do it again. You're as cold as ice. Sorry, I had to do it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, there's no chance of keeping me alive or anything because I'd kill again. I have hate crawling through my system, and I'm so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff. I've been evaluated That's so many fair. times. I'm competent, sane, and I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. Honestly, I think I'd hit that point, too, where it's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna keep killing people because you keep saying I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, her Not attorneys... that I would kill anyone. Putting that out there. <laughs> you don't use this as testimony. <laughs> <laughs> um, her attorneys argued that she was not mentally competent to make such a request. Um, Eileen insisted that she knew what she was doing, and the court-appointed panel of her psychiatrists agreed with her. Yeah. Like, her lawyers are probably just like, we're trying to we're win trying to here. help you. No, I don't even think it's, like, help. Like, they're trying to win the case because it it's messes their up their the record. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the whole thing. Um, so then, this is when she starts meeting with people to give interviews. And there's no, numerous documentaries about her. Um, and so, this guy, Nick Bloom, Broomfield, made two. And so, during an interview with him... When she thought the cameras were off, she told him that it actually was self-defense, but she couldn't stand being on death row anymore. She'd been there for 10 years at that point and just wanted to die. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, That's kind of shitty. When psychiatrists assessed her using a psychopathy checklist, she scored 32 out of 40. That makes sense. 
Um, it evaluates individuals on a 20-item list of antisocial and interpersonal behaviors, which each of them is scored at either 0, 1, or 2, which makes the maximum of 40. I know that when you get um, here, it says, depending on location and research perspective, scores above 25 or 30 are consistent with um, a diagnosis of psychopathy. That makes sense. Because she doesn't really feel bad at all about anything. Yeah. 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 Uh, in 2002, she began accusing prison matrons of tainting her food with dirt, spit, and urine. Um, and she had overheard conversations among prison personnel, quote, trying to get me so pushed over the brink by them, I wind up committing suicide before execution. Damn. And also, quote, wishing to rape me before I'm dead. Yeah, it does seem like she has a habit of seeing Blame, things that aren't there. Blaming, putting ill intent on other people. Yeah. Um, she also complained of strip searches, tight handcuffing, door kicking, frequent window checking, low water pressure, mildew on her mattress, and catcalling. Because that's all intentional that they are doing to spite to her. her. Yeah, just to her. Um, okay. Um, she said it was in distaste and a pure hatred towards me. She there's so much Karen energy she here. She has a lot of, like, victim mentality yeah. going on. Um, the world is out to get me. She threatened to boycott showers and food trays when certain officers were working. Um, and then, this is a quote from her. In the meantime, my stomach is growling away and I'm taking showers through the sink of my cell. Like, girl, that's your own fucking decision. Yeah, you are doing your this to yourself. Your own fucking decision. Um, her attorney said that Eileen really just wanted to have proper treatment, humane treatment, until she was dead. Like, it's the prison system. You're not going to get humane treatment. I mean, like, we all want that. Like, I'm not... I think that, yes, like, you should get that. But it's I also think right. that, treatment. Sure. like, you know, the whole issue of they gave that non-organic person organic food. You know, the terrorist. That okay, guy. that's a good point. So, like... But I also don't know that this was actually happening. This was just in her head. Yeah. There's a lot of models so, here and there. You know, like, we can't really do anything about people kicking your door, if they are kicking your door. Yeah. I really can't. Like, you also don't know that it's the prisoners, or, like, or the, the guards that are doing mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of stuff. Um, but he was very sure that, he stated, she believes that this is what's happening. Yeah. Um, okay, so in the weeks before her execution, she gave a series of interviews to the same guy, um, Nick Broomfield. Um, I talked about being taken away to meet God and Jesus and the angels and whatever is beyond and beyond. Oh, Lord. Okay. In her final interview, she once again changed her mind, saying that she was tortured at BCI and her head was crushed by sonic pressure. Food poisoning and other abuses would worsen, she said, and each time she complained... Um, they were just trying to make her seem insane or drive her insane. What? She also turned to the interviewer saying, quote, you sabotage my ass. 
society and the cops and the system. A raped woman got executed and was used for books and movies and shit. Her final on-camera words were, Thanks a lot, society, for railroading my ass. What the fuck? I don't know. Definitely intense victim mentality right here. And, like, I don't want to say she's entirely incorrect here because society definitely never gave her anything to, like, oh, go off no. on. And there's certainly a lot of stigma around raped women. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, and for, there's, we, we know very well that, like, people do not take women who say they've been raped seriously. Oh, for sure. So I don't want to be doing that. But just because someone rapes you does not mean you kill somebody. Yeah, that's not justification. Like, except in, like, situations where it's in the middle of the act and you're fighting him off and you, like, when stab him. Self-defense. Like, what yeah. was her name? Was it Cynthia? Who got sentenced to jail for killing her rapist? I don't know. There's been a lot of cases like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a very good point. So, I definitely want to say that, like, she definitely never got a good start. Oh, like, yeah, no. no one was, was looking out for her. People, yeah, she never had the chance to be normal. Um, but that doesn't mean this is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, her execution took place October 9th, 2002, um, she declined... That feels so recent. I know, right? <laughs> um, she declined her last meal, which could have been anything that was under $20, and instead just decided really? to have a cup of coffee. I didn't know your last meal had to be under $20. I didn't realize that either, because I feel like people have had lobster. Yeah, and like steak and shit like, like that. Like, I guess you're having like... I don't know, maybe that was hers. Like, she could have anything that was under $20. You're like, we don't like you. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, her last words were, yes, I would just like to sail, say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back, like Independence Day with Jesus, June 6th, like that movie, Big Mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure, like, everyone in the room was kind of just listening to that and giving her a weird look. Because, like, th she's talking about the movie with Will Smith. <laughs> like... And she's going to come Why back with Jesus. Why would you want that to be your last words? Like, I have no, no idea. There's no reason for her to say that. The movie came out in 1996. Remember when I said that it was coming out? I was wrong. Um, <laughs> so was she. I have no fucking idea what June 6th means at all. Like, I also will admit I have not watched Independence Day since I was a child. So were they supposed to return then? I don't know. Let's see. I have <laughs> so many questions. Independence Day, June 6th. No, it's the National Day of Sweden. <laughs> I'm going to come back like the National Day of Sweden. I have no fucking clue. Then that doesn't make any goddamn sense. What does June 6th mean? Independence Day is July 4th, and it came out in 1996. I'm so confused. Eileen, <laughs> what is wrong? What is wrong? <laughs> what do you mean? I would have been like, what does that mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? Life's greatest mystery is what the fuck does Eileen I'm going to die with some bullshit about a Will Smith movie? 
Smith is Will Smith? <laughs> and there's a pug that talks? Why is that what you decided to go out with? <laughs> what? <laughs> makes no sense to me. Anyway, she died at 9.47 a.m. Makes sense why she decided not to have a last meal then. Because it's I'm not nice. hungry. I'm not hungry at 9.47. a personal thing. Uh, well, me. If they were like, okay, what do you want to eat? You're walking to the galas. And they're like, I just want you some know fucking what? Matcha. Can I just have some, like, boba? I'm not really hungry. <laughs> Can like, I, 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 I petition to get, a, like, a last meal at dinner. Because I'm like, I'm not going to eat when I wake up. <laughs> just I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't eat until, like, 11. Depending on when I wake up. Takes me time. <laughs> Um, anyway, so she was the 10th woman in the United States and the second in Florida to be executed since they reinstated the capital penalty. punishment in Florida in 1976. And this will be a fun thing, maybe. Um, up until her execution, she still claimed to be in love with Tyria. Nice. Even though she sold her out and everything. Testified against her. Saved herself. Still loved her. So it is kind of bon- sweet. It's Bonnie and Clyde on her end, it's but like, Tyria's like, fuck you. It's like Bonnie, but wasn't Bonnie and Clyde bad too? Like, wasn't yes. Clyde awful? Yes. So I feel like she's Bonnie and he's Clyde. She's Clyde. Tyria's she's Clyde. She's Bonnie and she's Clyde. Eileen <laughs> she, is Bonnie, Tyria is Clyde, except that in this story, Tyria lives and has a better life. Right? Didn't they both die? They both died, right? I've... I don't... to edit all this shit out because we should <laughs> fucking know. I don't know. We have to look it up now. Duh. <laughs> yes, they died together. Okay, so yeah, in this situation, Ty... I was fucking right. I just want to say that. I'll leave it all in there. I fucking was right, okay? I did know... Ella was very confused and had no idea. So, I'm the real person. Hmm. Okay? They were supposed to both die, but in this situation, Tyria was Clyde and lived a beautiful life without her Bonnie. Okay? I mean, I feel kind of like Tyria would be Bonnie because she's not... No, Bonnie was dedicated... Yes, but Bonnie was, like, dedicated to yeah, Clyde. Yeah, so yeah. in their personal relationship, Eileen has Bonnie energy. Because she was, like, I'm, I, I still love... I love her, I'm dedicated. Yeah, that whole thing. Um, Terry, just didn't get down with the ship. Well, and also you have to realize that she got prosecution immunity, so we don't exactly know what if exactly she, she did, did anything. How do you spell her name, Tyria? T-Y-R-I-A. More. Like M-O-O-R-E. Like Miss Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she certainly looks like a lesbian. Wow. <laughs> I did not look up <laughs> She definitely looks like a 90s lesbian. Oh, for sure. She's got a mullet in, like, some of these pictures. Yeah. Got those patterns. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah. This is probably when they knew each other. Yeah, That would suck, like, seeing your girlfriend go up there and testify against you. I would... 
It would really suck. Yeah. Like, that would suck. Um, Especially since you still loved her after that. Yeah. Let me finish it up, and then we can talk about updates and stuff. Okay. So, she was cremated, and her ashes were spread beneath a tree in um, Michigan by her childhood friend, Don Botkins. Uh, She requested that Natalie Merchant's song, Carnival, which I forgot to listen to, was played at her funeral. Um, And they had to get permission from the person. So, like, the singer was, like, horrified with the story of what had happened. Yeah. But, and I don't, this is very strange for me, too, but it was, like, after hearing that Eileen had repeatedly listened to the album... Like, while on death row, she gave permission because it was, like, well, it was it was a form of comfort for her, and I can't be upset about it. So it's, like, it's a very weird, like, yeah. reasoning for being okay. But she, like, gave permission for it to be used at the funeral and to be the end of Nick Bloomfield's second documentary about Eileen. So okay. it's, like, um... I guess. Okay. I guess so. There's a lot of question marks going around surrounding this entire thing. Yeah. Like, all right, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, But so Nick ended up being one of the people who spent the most time with her and said that... He was the guy that did most of the interviews, right? Yeah, he did two documentaries about her about, like, ten years apart. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said that most of the time she could be a completely hospitable and chill person but when she got angry she flipped and like she just could not manage it yeah and so she essentially just never got any anger management help i guess well and i i'm thinking that like you have to imagine like the house that she was probably raised in by alcoholics we know that they were violent they were violent and also when people are violent alcoholics like that is how they do anger like it just comes out um, and I think that she probably just never learned how to manage her behavior. Uh, yeah, at all. I don't think she learned how to manage anything. And then I think that, given how she was raised looking at sex, I think that there could have definitely just been some, like, PTSD. And so any oh, for sure. any act where she wasn't ready for something was a yeah. problem. And so... That makes sense. I think for sure in her brain it probably was self-defense. I just can't for sure say that that's actually what ha- what needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the very big thing is that the victims still did not deserve to be murdered based off the evidence that no I have. No one deserves to get murdered. Very, very good point. <laughs> um, Again, for those who don't know, we don't condone murder. We talk about it. And, like, if they were... If you were getting, like, attacked... Self-defense and murder aren't the same. They're not. They're not the same thing. And you can't just say, like, oh, it was self-defense as a way of justifying your murder. Yeah. Murder's intentional. Self-defense is just getting away. Mm Mm-hmm. And then running into the Florida wetlands where you can disappear into the night. Be be a swamp witch. (laughs) I mean... They could have been lesbian swamp witches! Yeah. They very well could have. But they decided to... To To murder. To murder people and take their cars. And sell their shit. So, I... You know... I just... I really think that in her brain, life looked different. 
Yeah, oh, I'm sure. And I just think that she... She didn't... I Yeah, you said Karen energy. I just feel like that's the world that she's looking at. Like, she's, she's looking at it as a place as, like, no one is looking out for me. Everyone is out to get me. So everything people do is bad. Yeah, so, except for Tyria, I guess. I guess. Because Tyria actually did stuff that technically hurt Eileen, but didn't matter. So yeah. I don't know. Weird. Mm-hmm. So that's Eileen Hornos. I definitely want to, like, psychoanalyze her. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to do it. Like, I want to watch a documentary about someone so breaking do I. it down. Yeah, so do I. I want to... I, wa- I didn't have time to watch the documentaries, and then I, I'm also kind of wary about doing documentaries before because then I feel like I start to say things the way that they said them. Yeah. So I didn't want to do that. I went through three different articles online to put this episode together. So I just wanted to get the facts and that was a whammy. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Women's month. Totally forgot her name. (laughs) Not even going to lie to you. Yeah. And then I looked her up uh, as Misty Day on AHS. Which is her name in season three. Yeah. But... Lily Rabe. Yeah. I didn't remember her face either. And it... She's not there for very long. She's on there on, like, murder night. Murder night and then the finale. Yeah. That's it. I just remember her, like, clothes and the way she talked. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have an image. I have a vibe. Mm -hmm. There we go. And if you guys want to watch the movie that Charlize did where she played Eileen, it's called Monster, and I think she either got nominated or won something for it, so... I have no clue. I, I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah. But yeah. Women's Month. We're serial killers, too. Yeah. Equal rights. People just don't suspect us. <laughs> so, um, you know. Any, any final words to say? Um, don't watch Independence Day. That movie's not that good. Don't murder people. That's a better thing to say. <laughs> I talked about movies and you were like, don't kill people. Well, I feel I like f- a lot of the time, if people are listening to us, they would assume that I'm down with murder. And I'm not. <laughs> no. Don't, don't murder Just people. Just because a lot of the time I'm like, oh yeah, that's valid. That makes sense. There's better punishments. <laughs> As watching I said. Donald Trump run prison. Yeah. Watching his tan fade away sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Watching him come out with no hair and he's just strapped on some napkins. Hilarious. <laughs> you could see him doing that. Oh, for sure. Making some fake toupee with napkins. Child's glue sticks. Oh, God. See, and you would uh. rob people of that <laughs> if you shoved him off a ridge. I mean, I doubt it would ever come to that. Yeah, he's never going to be in Pasadena. <laughs> By a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking too much about A this. little bit. <laughs> um, well, I think that's it, yeah? Yeah. Should we tell them the we things? We should tell them the things. You can find us on Instagram at nope underscore I'm underscore scared. I am slowly getting better at posting updates because that's my thing now and I just keep forgetting. And we're going to get better about putting episodes out on time. Yes. Things have been a little hectic for us yeah, the last with month or so. Vaccinations and birthdays are a thing again. And, and school and so all the fun excuses, stuff. you know? Yeah. Those things. 
So we will get better on that. Uh, like us, follow us, shoot us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you guys. And if you've got comments, concerns, personal stories. Hometown murders. Um, um, spooky ghost haunted houses. Anything you want us to know. You can send them to us at our email, which is nopeimscaredpodcast at gmail.com. Put my crown down. Yeah, Alexa bought a crown and it's amazing. Um... And so we will hopefully have stories soon. Just we shouldn't have enough hopefully. yet. Um, I know we have some people who are like, yeah, right in. If and you're on Spotify and you want to keep hearing us talk about randomness, follow us. Hit that follow button. Yeah. You know, should I do it like, you know, um, YouTube? Subscribe to our channel. No. Smash that like button. Why did it come out just like Jacksepticeye? Uh, Dump in the morning to you ladies. <laughs> Anyway, um, yes. Yeah. If you want more of this, come Double back. Madness. Come back, and we'll be here. Yeah, right. we're not going anywhere. Okay, cool. This is fun for us. Cool. This is fun for you. Cool, 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 cool. 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 All right. Bye. Bye.